and good evening everyone. This is John from PIH Sierra Leone. Today is Monday, April 13th. No new confirmed cases yesterday or today. Uh, total number of cases across the country remains at 10 and every person who is positive is in care right now. Today we're going to talk to the community-based program manager, Kumba Tekuyama, who's joining us from Kono, and she's going to tell us a little bit about the community health worker preparedness and response to COVID-19. Hi, Kumba. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, could you tell everyone who's listening a little bit of background on the Community Health Worker Program and how many community health workers we have at Partners in Health Sierra Leone? Well, the Community Health Workers Program has been working in Koedu, Kono District from 2009 till date, and We've been more focused on HIV and TB patients, making sure that we we link our patients to quality care. So initially we have like 100, but now we have like 125 because we hired 25 more community health workers for the TB Rich project. Thanks so much, Kumba. Can you talk about how you and your team have been preparing for the coronavirus outbreak in Kono District? Initially, with the COVID-19, like, community health workers, we are a little bit worried about how they're going to continue seeing their patients because of a lot of miscommunication on social media in the community. But Dr. Chimbe, like, decided to have a training with them, which was actually timely to, like, address most of their fears and questions they were having. And he had that training with all the community health workers so they can know how to, like, protect themselves and family members because initially, like, they had no or little idea on COVID-19. But with the training held by Dr. Chembe, it kind of gives them an idea of how they can protect themselves and their families and also making sure they have the right information about COVID-19. So the community-based program leadership have been working very hard to make sure that like we are fully prepared to respond to COVID-19 just in case there is an outbreak in in Connor District. So we've been working as a team. We met as a team and tried to see what can we do as soon as possible because there was a lot of information going out on social media. Some we are not true, some we are true. So we met as a team and see how can what can we do as soon as possible to make sure like the community have the right information. So we decided like to have like a community engagement working with the, the Ministry of Health, like the MOH in Kwaidu, and one of our objectives like was to support the MOH with the provision of information using awareness campaigns and other form of messaging in Kono and Port Local. So we were able to engage the radio and with support from the clinical team, Sister Isata, Vicky, Sir James, and Dr. Chembe, we were able to have a radio discussion where we engage all the radio stations in Kono and do like cybercast. I'd love to hear about specifically the trainings that you did with the community health workers. The training that was done with backwards with Dr. Chende, like how they can protect themselves and their, and their family members. Okay, and, and what, what information did you give them? Talked about like what is COVID, COVID-19, coronavirus, how it's 
transmission, how it can be transmitted, and what are the preventive measures like you should take. And these are all like key messages he was like telling the community health workers about. And we have another training for this week and next week, which will be like intense, intensive training for all our community health workers, including the mental health team and the acute program team. And what are the, some of the concerns that the community health workers are raising right now with you? And how are we addressing them, those concerns? Well, some of the concerns were like, how are they going to protect themselves because they are seeing patients on a daily basis? They are going to the houses of the patients. So in case we have a case in corner, how are we going to make sure that they are safe? And what, what are you telling them right now? Well, I told them, like, we are planning on having a training to make sure, like, they know how to protect themselves and also their patients. Because if you cannot protect yourself, I don't think you'll be able to protect your patients. So I told them that they should not be worried. Like, whatever thing we are doing, we are not going to put them at risk. We are going to make sure we give them the training they need so we can continue supporting our patients. Yeah. And right now, are community health workers still seeing their patients? Yes, yes, we are seeing their patients. And in the training, Dr. Chembe also told them, like, if you go to your patient, you see all the signs, including if the person has have traveled to wherever, like, uh, the virus is, then you might need to make the referral. Wow. And how many patients are the CHWs responsible for seeing right now? Well, we have over 1,000 patients now. And each community health worker is assigned to like 10 or 15 patients. Can you talk a little bit of, uh, about the stakeholder engagement meeting? Well, so the stakeholder meeting, we targeted all the foreseen headquarters town. And it was just like key stakeholders in this meeting, like the permanent chief, the, the, the section chief, and all the key stakeholders in this district town. And we engaged them and try to explain to them, like, what is COVID, because they, they also have been hearing a lot of information. So we went there with Veronica Bucket and Soap, and after, like, the clinical, because we didn't do it alone as community program, we went along with clinician, and they, the clinician did all the talking of the preventive measure, what they should do, what they need to learn about COVID, and in case we see any suspected case, like, they should also go to the facility, or encourage this person to go to the facility because lately we also find out that the, the number of patients going to the facility have dropped. So the community engagement was not only about telling them about COVID-19 and how they can protect themselves and their community, but also encouraging them to access the facility because there have been some other diseases before COVID-19, so they should not be afraid to go to the facility just because of the information they are getting. And they were asking a lot of questions when when which the clinicians were able to answer. Uh, thank you, Kumba. So you're planning to go to all 14 headquarters towns, headquarter towns? We, we are, we've already done that. You've already gone to all 14? Yes, with support from the clinical team. Wow. And how yes. were you received by the community leadership when you arrived? The, the community leaders are always, are always welcoming. Like, they always receive us in a good mood because, like, we are in the community. We work in the community. So that's part of our relationship building. And all kingdom coordinators and everybody have been able to build a very good uh, relationship, even though, like, the stakeholders meeting, like, was 
like emergency. We didn't take too long to plan it, but at the end of the day, it was successful because like they were happy about it. And even the last engagement in Wednesday here, I went to Dr. Barry, all the chiefs were so happy we went there. And there were a lot of questions they were asking Dr. Barry, and Dr. Barry was able to like respond to them and educate them. We are really happy about the steps we took. What were some of the, the main questions that community leaders had about COVID-19? Well, they were just like, they were just like, one of the questions they were asking, like, because Dr. Barry was telling them, like, especially the old people, they should stay at home. And so one of the, the, the chief was saying, why, like, old people? Because we, we will abide, we will stay home, but all these young people out there will come back and, like, transit. If they get it, they come back and transmit it to them. And some of their concerns were with the borders, because even if they tell their people they abide, they feel like because of corner is close to Guinea and there are so many bypass routes, so they feel like people might still be smuggling passengers from Conakry to Guinea, and we can be at risk because of that. So they were saying, like, what is the law enforcement doing about that? Because the chief can tell their people to abide by all the preventive measures. But if the security forces at the border don't put things in place, they might also be at risk. Yeah. So these are yeah, some of the challenges they are telling us. How do you see this response? Um, because you were also working on the community response during the Ebola outbreak. Can you compare um, sort of how we're preparing for COVID-19 and what you did during Ebola? Well, I think honestly... I think we are, we, are, we are in a better position now. I think we are prepared than Ebola. Even though we, we, we learned a very good lesson from Ebola, which is helping us now of how to respond to this COVID-19, but I feel like not just as a community health worker, but as a whole organization, I feel like we are really prepared for, for whatever is the, the, the case might get worse. I feel like we are in a better position now. We have the staff, the space, the expertise, and everybody is just like motivated to want to make sure like everything works out well. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening over the next uh, few weeks with the Community Health Worker Program? We're planning to do the training this week coming, like targeting all our community health workers in all children, including the mental health CHW. And AMP, so we have like one messaging going out in the community. And if things get worse, also we are trying to make sure like the the safety comes first. That is why in the training curriculum, like Leah have developed, like we are making sure like we really train them on infection prevention and control IPC measures. They should be able to like get all the protocols they need for their own safety. And we are also trying to see how we can develop a protocol for to be conducting home visits so they will not be entering a patient's house like before. So that is part of all the training we are hoping to have this week. Great. Great. And are there going to be any changes to the CHW program because of coronavirus? Well, yes, because like some of our activities or meetings, we kind of stop them for now. But regarding patient care, we're still going to continue because I feel like the patient needs us more now. What makes you say that? Yes, because like when things like this happen, we are in the community and sometimes patients rely on the community health workers and even the clinicians in the hospital. They feel confident in telling their health problems to, to, to clinicians. 
but with their community health workers, they are more open to them because they see them on a the daily basis. So in situations like this where there's like, a lot of information going on on social media, they need us to make sure we're giving them the right information and how they can protect and prevent their families from it. We, we've learned a lot from Ebola, so it, that's why we're in a more better position. Like, I don't see anybody, like, too tense or, like, panic among staff. I see, like, everybody is prepared. So Ebola has started a good lesson, and I know all the good lessons will be implemented if things start working. And can you talk a little bit about, I, I read in the strategic plan for the coronavirus response that the CHW program was going to do a house-to-house -house model. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So after the training, we are hoping that CHW will be able to do a house-to-house -house model. We had their patients, so they will be able to sensitize the family of their patients, not just like a patient-centered approach, but like a household model where during the COVID-19, they, they will be responsible for a household to make sure, like, they sensitize the family. Some of the, the, the high-risk patients that cannot go to the facility, we are thinking of them taking the medication for them, like the NCD patients. So we want to make sure we give them the training before sending them out to do the household model. Great. And how are you feeling about the coronavirus response right now? For me personally, I, I I feel okay because I feel like for now we are in a more better position to continue all the work we are doing for our patients. I'm not nervous. Like as, as long as people make sure they, they, they abide by the preventive measures, I think everything will be fine. I just want to thank everybody in PIA, clinical team, the operation team, like everybody have been working and everybody have been supporting one another, even for our community engagement, sleep was able to give us a vehicle. So we've just been supporting each another, which is really great as an organization to see everybody supporting another program so we can, at the end of the day, achieve what we want to do. So I just want to thank everybody, the finance team, everybody in PIH now is really doing an amazing job and we should continue like that. Thank you so much, Kumba. You went Okay. Good luck with the trainings next week. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much, Kumba, and the community-based program team, and especially the community health workers. Tomorrow, we'll be joined by Ali Pearson, our supply chain manager, to discuss a little bit about the PPE situation in the country and around the world and efforts we're taking as an organization to address the gaps that exist. Thanks, everyone, and hope you're off to a great start to your week.